hello, hello. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have Emma of Business Chicks. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited for our chat. Likewise. And I feel like you are one that does not need an introduction here. So if you don't know, you know now. And I'm excited to chat today too, because you have a new book that you just came out with and um, just want to chat through that, see what you're working on. But I want to start off with your story. First off, a mom of six, by the way, right? Yeah. So incredible. It even even sounds surprising to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It looked a little surprised for a second. Um, So I love your story. Even just getting to, you know, read the book, but just personally knowing your story and knowing business chicks prior to even coming on, you know, this call here. Take us back to the early days of starting Business Chicks, you know, getting into this Business Chicks space, getting into the entrepreneurial journey. What did that look like? Were you always interested? Give us the details. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank you. So I suppose I'm what you'd call a career entrepreneur. So I've never actually worked mm-hmm. for anyone else before. I mean, I had a waitressing job throughout school and, um, you know, the six months that I was at university, but really I've had my own companies for all that time. And when you are your own boss that entire time, it causes you to hustle and to make stuff mm-hmm. happen. And you've got to, you've got to innovate, you've got to create, you've got to build, you've got to do all those things because you're the one paying the bills and you're the one, you know, it comes down to you. So um, mm-hmm. really uh, the story is that I went to uni. I lasted for six months, much to my parents' horror um, and dismay because I come from a very, very academic family, but uni, university wasn't for me. You know, I was going much too mm-hmm. slowly. So I decided to quit university. I met someone out just at a barbecue one weekend and she had just started a tiny little uh, recruitment company. So we would put, um, she'd put temporary and permanent staff into different businesses And we got Mm -hmm. talking and she said, what are you up to? And I said, I've just dropped out of uni. And um, she said, listen, I'm looking to hire someone in my company. So why don't we have an interview next week? So off I went, met with her and her business partner, ended up getting the job. And I just threw myself into that first experience. You know, I made sure I was the first person there at 7 a.m. every day. I was the last (laughs) person to leave at like 8 p.m. every night. I would Mm -hmm. uh, make sure everyone water and fresh coffee on their desks. And I would do every single job. I just tried to make myself completely invaluable. And I worked, you know, the hardest of anyone I certainly knew. So soon after I started in that company, the girl that I'd met and her business partner parted ways. They, you know, it was all very completely amicable and, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're on the best of terms, but as he was walking out the door, he turned around and said to her, if you were going to offer equity to anyone in this business, you'd offer it to that kid sitting over there. And he pointed at me. And so that's how I got my start in entrepreneurship. You know, I was 18 years old. I obviously had no experience, no idea how to do anything in the big wide (laughs) world. And that's been kind of a theme of my life, you know, just just jumping into opportunities and working them out as I go. So built that company for seven years. We did really, really well. but into a beautiful culture of amazing people who um, became mm-hmm. my family for me. One of the secrets to any success I had back then was, um, you know, really people and relationships. So I made sure I networked everywhere. You know, I'd go to every networking event, mm-hmm. I'd go to every business seminar, I'd go to every, like, you name it, I went to it. Um, so that's, that's how we 
we, we grew it. And then one day, uh, you've, you've read the book, so you know this story, but one day um, mm-hmm. one of mine invited me along to a business chicks event. And my initial reaction to that was no way. Like I'm not going to anything that calls themselves chicks. I mean, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's insulting and it's derogatory. And, um, you know, I'm a feminist and I'm a serious entrepreneur and that's just an awful name. So I'm not going. And she said, you know, get over yourself and come along. And I remember walking into that room and experiencing my first business chicks event and being completely, you know, bowled Mm. over by, I don't know, the spirit, the energy, the joy that was in that room. People were like, you know, leaning forward and they were, you know, wanting to know what you did. And it was just like the sisterhood on steroids. It was so positive and uplifting. And so I ran back to my recruitment company. I passed my credit card around to all the women sitting there. I said, let's all become members. I said, let's get some tables at the next event. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the next event where I learned the business was for sale. So I was 25 at the time. Um, I ran up to the lady who announced the sale at the end of the event. And I said, I have no clue what I'm doing here. I've never run an event before. I don't know how to run a membership organization, but there's something special going on here. And I want to be able to at least, you know, throw my hat in the ring. So I did that, um, ended up buying it six months later. And yeah, that was a good 15 years ago. Now we, um, we had 200 members to start with. We now reach over 500,000 women across the globe. Um, yeah, it's, and honestly, like I've been saying this over and over and over, but I mean it from the heart. Like I still feel as pumped and energized about the work today as I did 15 years ago. So it's just been a complete, a complete joy. Yeah. Ooh, so good. So good. And like I mentioned before, I mean, I have been following, you know, along with business chicks with you for years now. So it's just so beautiful to see it come full circle and just seeing, you know, business chicks grow, you know, and just so many incredible women. So you've impacted so many women and their businesses and just serving in this industry and with your book, Winging It, which I, there's a chapter in the book that you mentioned, which stuck with me. And it was like, the older you get, the more you realize that no one has an effing clue what they're doing. We're just winging it. And that spoke out to me. I put a post-it note in there. So let's talk about like, let's talk about the inspiration behind this book. Um, there are so many, I mean, amazing quotes that were sprinkled into this book that were so, so good, but talk to us about the inspiration behind it. Yeah. I mean, I think I've been in a really unique position my whole career of building companies for the last 20 years, but certainly being in business Mm -hmm. for 15 years. So, you know, one part of that is that I have been able to, you know, both consult and mentor and advise and, and, you know, get to know and receive advice from so many incredibly amazing women. And there's a real kind of collective wisdom that comes with, you know, hundreds of thousands of wise women. And, you know, no matter what I learned and no matter who I spoke to, there were recurring themes that kept on coming back about what held women Mm -hmm. back or what propelled them forward. And some of those were, you know, we still unfortunately wait to be asked for permission a lot of the time. We still unfortunately Mm -hmm. wait to be asked. We still unfortunately at times, you know, don't run toward opportunities. We think that by doing really, really, really good solid work, we think by being really great citizens, we think by being really ethical, we we think all these things, we think Mm -hmm. that's going to get us ahead and we just kind of go about our, our business and we don't ask enough. So, you know, there was that. But then also through my work at Business Chicks, I've been able to meet and spend time with um, hundreds of highly successful people. So people like mm-hmm. Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, Brene Brown, Amy Cuddy, Kate Hudson, the list goes on and on and on. And, and you've read the book. So mm-hmm. you've seen these are friends of mine who have um, happily endorsed the work and, and I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So 
what I saw with these people, I mean, I think we all have a tendency to put um, highly successful entrepreneurs or, you know, business visionaries or celebrities, whoever it is, up onto this pedestal that we can't reach, you know, and it's, it's inaccessible. Mm-hmm. We think they have it all completely sorted. We think they know what they're doing at every single moment. We think they have it all mapped out and all planned out. And I'm here to tell you they do not. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, and when I, when I kind of got really clear on that, that hang on a minute, like these people have just really worked themselves into situations you know, where they're saying yes and figuring out the rest as they go. They've worked themselves into situations where, you know, they're looking for opportunities all the time. They have worked on their self-confidence. They have worked on their self-limiting. Mm-hmm. They've worked, 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 worked. Um, but they weren't born with this kind of, you know, um, I don't know, innate talent or raw ability just to go after everything. They have worked on it. So, um, you know, I, I saw that there were parallels with the women that I've consulted with, with the successful people I've met and my own journey of running and um, scaling companies, you know, and I realized that the patterns that I've followed and the recipes that have worked for me um, are all the themes of this book. And, and ultimately it all comes down to at some level, you know, all of us are winging it. And um, I also realized mm-hmm. that there are, some, there are some rules for that and, you know, we can learn <laughs> it. We can learn it. And, and um, so I, I set out to, you know, try and distill my 20 plus years of business knowledge into a book and also, you know, calling upon the women I know and the amazing people I've met as well. So good. So good. And all the incredible people that in the beginning of the book, like, talking about how this book is amazing by the way so if you don't have a copy i'm going to drop in the show notes too i loved it but a lot of the thrive society podcast listeners either have businesses or they are aspiring aspiring business owners or maybe in their corporate career i came from corporate prior to this so i attract a lot of corporate women you know in one of the chapters i think it was getting ahead where you gave some tips on like what successful people do differently. And this is a good segue into that. And as someone like you, who's just been so, you know, incredibly successful, I mean, you mentioned, obviously there's this level of winging it, but what advice would you give to someone in the beginning stages, you know, of their journey? Yeah, I'm going to steal this one from someone that I admire. um, And I got to interview her yesterday. It's Rachel Hollis. And she talked about her story Mm -hmm. when I um, was speaking with her just yesterday. Um, So I have a bit of recency bias, but she talked about when she started her first company, she was an events planner. Mm -hmm. And she said, I didn't didn't have more knowledge. I didn't have more money. I didn't have more know-how, but I could outwork anyone. And that to me just speaks volumes. You know, it, it's so true. We, you know, we're sort of sold a story about work-life balance, that you can have it all and that you can, you need more balance. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my studies of these highest successful people, I'm yet to find a lazy one. You know, I'm, I'm yet to find someone who is kind of kicking back and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's tricky. So I, I think we have to kind of get rid of that myth and understand that. Yeah in all these cases and and if you want to get ahead you really do have to work hard um mm. there's a ton of stuff in this you know i mean it's about managing your time really really well and i give a lot of tips on that you know i'm i'm mm-hmm. probably i believe i'm one of the best people at saying no to so many things that cross my desk you know i'm so passionate and I'm so guarded about protecting my time. You know, my time is what I Mm -hmm. have. I focus it really in only two areas of my life and that's my business and it's my family and Mm -hmm. everything else kind of, it just pales in, you know, (laughs) but, but people struggle with that. They think that they have to be busy all the time. They think that they have to be on the go, you know, and, and, you know, having a full life can be, you know, as simple as focusing on just a, a few key areas and doing them really, really, really well. So, yeah, I'd say time management, mm-hmm. saying no, um, working hard is incredibly important. I'd say working on your relationships and building your network is critical for any 
you know, aspiring business owner or any business owner. And I love what Dr. Lois Frankel says about this. She says, when you need a relationship, it's too late to build one. And I just, I just love Mm -hmm. that. You know, we are going to get to a point in our careers where we need to call in favors when we need something from someone else. And if you haven't, you know, established credibility and trust in a relationship there, it's, you know, it's, it's going to land on deaf ears a lot of the time, but if you have done the right thing Mm -hmm. by people, if you've invested in your relationships, if you've given more than you've taken, then, you know, you're set up really, really well to ask for that favor. So I think, I mean, like mm-hmm. there's probably 20 more, 20 more in the book. And, and, and you know, I, and I think we all know, we all know that there's nothing there that I just said that's completely groundbreaking. But I think, you know, more than anything, what I want to encourage people to do is to take action in every area of their life. You know, I think the other mm-hmm. thing theme of this book winging it is very much about getting out of our heads and getting into the doing because you know I, I think we can overthink and I think we do over oh, absolutely right and yep. we spend so much time thinking oh is it the right thing for me I don't know I don't know if I've got the money I don't know if I've got the time I don't know if I've got the oh I don't know if I'm smart enough what will people think and you know running that that just I don't know that monologue that just won't be mm-hmm. so whenever I get stuck in that you know it's like okay great circuit break that let's just get into action and action doesn't need to be something as huge as you know selling your house or starting a business or leaving a you know marriage or whatever it might just be Mm -hmm. writing down you know one small goal that you have to check off today it might be having one conversation you know it might be just like buying a pair of sneakers because you want to start walking around the block, which will lead to a run. You know what I mean? So I think, I think sometimes we small things, yeah, small things, they, they all add up. Um, but the, the key is getting into action. So you, we can all know this stuff. We can all hypothesize mm-hmm. and we can all, you know, talk about it for, forever, but it's about getting into action. That's what, what I think mm-hmm. is the most important thing any successful person can do. And you mentioned too in the book, which I thought was so, so good. I mean, you also have six children as well. So you get, you probably get asked all the time, like, how do you do it all? How do you run this business? How do you have your children? Um, I don't have children myself yet, but one of the things that I love that you referenced was like the four burner plate there. That was really interesting about how, like when you turn one on, something else is going to get turned off, which is so, so true because we, we like to think that there is like, we have to have this perfect balance. And I, even myself, like personal story, I went to, the reason why I started this business was because I went to the hospital last year from burnout because I literally would just drive myself. I mean, high performing type a, that's just me, but it's so true that you're never going to have this perfect balance, which is like, Mm -hmm. like focusing on like the most important things, everything else will follow. So, so good. I love that reference there in terms of things that like, I mean, this year, 2020 has been the year of all years for everyone. (laughs) Um, and there's a lot of things that we can't control. We've had to pivot. Um, and you mentioned also, which I really loved in this book about like, you know, are entrepreneurs born or are they, you know, made? And you said that you were, you thought that you were born an entrepreneur, which I kind of feel like I am myself, but what qualities do you notice in the people that are, you know, that are in your space in business chicks that you see that are, you know, common qualities? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I think, um, there's always going to be a level of comfort uh, with risk taking. And, and again, it, that, that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be huge risk taking, but, you know, at, at, a, at a level, um, a cellular level there, they're, they're a bit more comfortable with taking a risk and not looking, um, not, not afraid to look silly if they fall over or, or fail. So I think that's, that's one thing. I think the courage factor, I think, you know, just being able to practice 
being courageous in certain situations. And again, that might just mean, you know, standing up for someone or something that you believe in. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's there. I think another characteristic of really wildly successful entrepreneurs is resilience because we all know like so good. entrepreneurs are like a punching bag, right? We just like get hit every day. It's like <laughs> got to keep like, you know, bouncing back. Um, so I think resilience mm-hmm. is really key. Um, you know, and, and I think the work ethic, I think that's it. I mean, I, I th- also think that a lot of people, when they, you know, want to start a business or want to become an entrepreneur, they're so obsessed with kind of this one big idea and what's my one big idea and what's my Uber of something. And, you know, I think they're the wrong questions to ask. You know, when when I look at who is around me, you asked who's in my circle, they are all people who started with something, um, you know, probably or possibly started small, kept going, got a really good paying client to begin with, then got another really big, another paying client. And they just, one thing led to another, right? So instead of focusing on, I want to build this big empire and I want to come up with the next Uber or I want to, you know, they, they kind of just, um, go within a little bit. They mm-hmm. understand that business actually can be quite simple and it is actually quite 101 in that you have to make more money than you spend. And I know that's mm-hmm. very easy, but it is easy when you understand mm-hmm. it like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's about, again, sim- simplifying it and not being stuck or getting inert, like sitting in inertia because you can't come up with your big idea. That's not going to be Netflix or, you know, Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's start where you are, you know, like, so you, with your journey, you you run a fabulous, you know, marketing and PR firm. So that's great. And, and please God, it's going to just blow up even more. And, you know, and, and that, that's that journey. And then there might be an offshoot that you're going to explore Then You know, there's going to be different iterations for you as your career. Mm-hmm. You might have seven businesses, you might, whatever, whatever form it takes, but you know, you, you've started somewhere and you're, you're doing the hard work and you're showing resilience and you're being kind to people mm-hmm. and, relationships. and all these things. Like when we start to look at the people who are actually being successful, we, we can tick the boxes, you know, and it actually can be quite simple, but I feel like we overcomplicate it and we, oh, um, absolutely. you know, like we're, we're sometimes driving for the wrong things. So I would always advocate mm-hmm. for, starting small, working hard, seeing where it takes you, you know, let life surprise you. I love that idea. Just let life mm-hmm. surprise you. We don't have to know where we're going to be in 10 years. We don't have to know where we're going to be in five years. You should mm-hmm. definitely, definitely have a vision for your life. You should definitely, you know, manifest what you want and you should definitely have your goals. But as long as it doesn't keep you, you know, stuck and over planning mm-hmm. and not getting into action. So so good. So good. So many nuggets of knowledge here. So I want to, this is my favorite part of every single Thrive Society podcast episode, which I started this podcast because I interviewed other entrepreneurs. And the biggest thing is just pulling back the curtain on, because a lot of the time entrepreneurship is, is, you know, it's glamorous yeah. from social media, right? It's, it's almost becoming a trendy term of becoming an entrepreneur. So, but like you mentioned before and what Rachel Hollis said, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. I remember even when I first started my, my agency, my business, I was doing it at nighttime. I would go to bed at like midnight, go to, go to my job, work every weekend. I had to like turn down so many things. Um, so, you know, was there any like challenge or anything that you experienced in your life or in your business that really helped to shape that trajectory, you know, of your path? I'm just curious if anything comes up for you. Yeah. I mean, I think what you said there is really, really important and everyone needs to, you know, really kind of noodle that because, 
what you said is that to be successful, there's going to have to be some level of sacrifice at some point in your mm-hmm. career, right? So for you trying to work and build your business at nighttime, you sacrifice sleep and you probably sacrificed your health a little because you're a little bit um, stressed mm-hmm. and, and burnt out. So I, I think the knowing of that and the, the acceptance of that is really important. So for me, definitely mm-hmm. I've had to sacrifice a bunch of stuff um, over my life to get where I am today, but but not, I have zero regrets about it. It's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So accepting the sacrifice is, is really important. Um, in terms of, you know, failures and things that have come up, I mean, there have been many. I talk about a lot of them in, in the book and I talk about this one as well. Mm-hmm. We had a huge setback um, when my eldest daughter was four years old. She was diagnosed with cancer and um, wow. that was a really, yep, a really, really hard time for all of us. Um, you know, and we tried to handle ourselves, you know, in, in much the same way we handle our business and other areas mm-hmm. of our life, you know, with a whole heap of grace and um, trying to be grateful and trying to ask for help and, um, you know, trying to admit that we don't have it all sorted and together at times, you know, being vulnerable. And so so that was a huge, um, you know, season of our lives that really challenged us. I mean, she's 11 now and she's mm-hmm. healthy and, and thriving, which is so fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, these things should be any adversities that we experience should be teachers and we should never forget them. And my, my, my greatest um, fear with this year is that we're all going to sort of turn the corner when the world opens up and we'll forget, you know, what we learned this year, because I know like, like you, like me, everyone out there has been challenged on some level, um, you know, whether it be virtual schooling, mm-hmm. like I'm virtual schooling four of my kiddos. <laughs> and it's like that, that is a job. Let me tell you, um, you know, my business, the uh, live events part anyway, was decimated by that 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've all got stories. Every single person, no one is leaving this unscathed, right? There's not a, a, a soul on the planet. You know, it's the seventh largest pandemic and it's incredible that we're even living through this time, you know, we'll be able to tell our kid, kids and our um, grandkids, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, it, it really, you know, my life has not been a linear kind of, you know, chapter after chapter of um, success at all. There's been many adversities and failures and knockbacks. I just, I just think mm-hmm. the key is to really accept them um, and to have them teach you and to not forget them. So we need to remember this mm-hmm. time and let it, let it inform all our other decisions because the other thing about this year is that it's recalibrated, you know, priorities for people, hasn't it? You know, what's important and oh, where they want to live and where they want to put their time and the whole thing. So we've got to take those lessons, um, yeah, and, and make them count. So good. So good. Um, and I, I loved hearing that as well because, again, just kind of recapping there, it's just – you know, Instagram has a beautiful way of making it seem like everything is so perfect. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, so linear too. I think there was this chart or um, graph I saw where here's like the road to success. And it wasn't just a straight line. It was just like the scribbling <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, line yeah. until it goes. Oh, upward. that's right. Yeah. I've seen that one too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I love it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That literally is it. And even me and, you know, just starting this business, but coming from corporate prior to this, I have had my fair share of learning experiences where you're like, okay, I shouldn't have done that. We're going to do this instead next time. But you always remember that and they're just learning lessons. So I love that you are incredible. And I am just obsessed with this book. First off, if anyone who hasn't gotten the book yet, the the quality of like the pages and the way that this is set up is so nice. I know it's beautiful. It is such a beautiful experience. And you know, the pink that's inside and just the quotes, it was so good. I have so many post-its in this book right now. Oh, yay. Um, 
Yay. This is so good. But thank you so much for being here. And I really, really appreciate it. It was so nice to have you. You too. Thanks for, thanks for your time. You're the best, Hannah. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you.